Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Brett Jensen here with you on this Thursday edition of Breaking with Brett Jensen, 704-570-1110, as well as 1-800-WBT-1110. Got to use both numbers because right now we only have two phone lines. So use them both. One's busy, use the other. 704-570-1110 and 704, excuse me, 1-800-WBT-1110. And always follow me on Twitter slash X, X slash Twitter, at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest and breaking news in and around the Charlotte area for really the news that matters. The news that you would actually care about, and that's, that's why you need to follow me on Twitter. Okay, so a couple of things that we're going to get into today. Yeah, we're going to get into the whole Miles Bridges thing. Holy macaroni. When I saw the... Um, the criminal summons this morning, and I'm looking at it, I was just shaking my head and dumbfounded. At the same time, there were a lot of other things going on today that we're going to get into. First thing I want to get into is the new poll that came out with Civitas. Now, Civitas is from the Lock Group, Lock Foundation, and it is generally run by conservative people. Like that's who they are. Now, they try to be as accurate and as fair as possible, just like most of the polls do. Some polls tend to lean left. Some polls tend to lean right. Um, and some polls are down the middle. And most people will accuse Civitas of leaning right. You know, and that, if that's what they're accused of, then so be it. But the, but the reason it matters, even if this group, this polling group, leans right, that actually makes it more worthwhile for this particular poll. Because what they did the polling on was of likely Republican voters in next year's election, 2024, not the one that starts a week from today for early voting. That's going to be all the city races. They're talking next year, 2024, you're going to have the statewide races and the federal elections. And what they said, the, the question was from the Republicans likely to vote next year, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. They did it for president. Who are you most likely to vote for for president, and who are you most likely to vote for in the governor's race? President. Not surprising in the state of North Carolina, and this is only done in the state of North Carolina, by the way. <clears throat> Excuse me. Don't know what's going on. Donald Trump, 
comes in at 51.8%. Ron DeSantis is second at 12%. Undecided at 11.5%. Nikki Haley at 10.4%. Ramaswamy at 5.2%. Chris Christie at 3.7%. Mike Pence 2.9%. Tim Scott 2.0%. And Asa Hutchinson at 0.5. So there's some things to unpack here. A couple of things to unpack. Asa Hutchinson, Tim Scott, Mike Pence. It's it's time. I, I know we're not even into 2024 yet. But you know what? The primaries, I believe, are, I think, in February. I think the first one's in February. Or South Carolina's in that general vicinity. North Carolina Super Tuesday is March 5th. So, those bottom three need to bow out. Chris Christie, he's not going to bow out for one simple reason. He's the torpedo for Trump. He's the one that is just going to be, you know what? I'm the kamikaze. I'm going to sacrifice myself. I know I have 0.0% chance of winning, but my only purpose is to go after Trump relentlessly. Period. And maybe one day Trump will actually agree to a debate and I can go after him on the stage. That's the only reason Chris Christie's there. At some point, Ramaswamy, you know, I don't know if he'll bow out, but he he has to know he has 0% chance of winning. Now, all things change if something happens with Donald Trump and him being indicted or found guilty and like... I don't know. I don't know if that changes anything. It may. It very well may. So you've got essentially 52% of North Carolina saying they'll vote for Trump, and the other 48% are just split up, including the 11.5% saying they're undecided. Because Nikki Haley's at 10.4%, it would seem as though she or Tim Scott, and that's been the thought for, for since day one. Nikki Haley or Tim Scott will be the vice president. If a Republican is elected as president, Nikki Haley or Tim Scott will be the vice president. We know Donald Trump's not going to take Mike Pence. We know he's not going to take Chris Christie. We know he's not going to take DeSantis. DeSantis wouldn't take it anyway. He's gone after Nikki Haley a few times. So I tend to think he might go after and have Tim Scott as his vice president. I could see that. Although, then again, he may do exactly what Biden did after Kamala Harris called him a racist on the debate stage multiple times and pick her anyway. I am picking a woman of color as my vice president. Well, your options were very limited there, Holmes. Your options were limited. So he picked Nikki Haley, excuse me, uh, uh, Kamala Harris, who finished 13th in the Democrat primary, not even in the top 10 among Democrats. Remember, there were like 21, 22 Democrats. Kamala Harris finished 13th. She wasn't even a top 10 choice among her her own party. What does that tell you? But he picked her anyway, purely based on skin color and gender. And she has proven, not on merit, and all you got to do is now look, well, you literally picked maybe the worst person. You would have been better off picking Pete Buttigieg as your uh, 
vice president. Not that clown that you picked who can't do anything, cackles, constantly says word salads, and refused to go to the border. Right? She went to El Paso. That's not the border. That's not the border. That's not where they're coming across. But when we come back, what I want to really dive into is the governor race. Because there are some very, very shocking and interesting things that came out of that, about the polling. And we're going to go over that when we come back. And then we'll take some of your phone calls if you guys want to talk about the presidential race, why it should be Trump, why it shouldn't be Trump, why it should be Mark Robinson, why it shouldn't be Mark Robinson. We'll talk about that if you guys want to. And then we got also some Miles Bridges stuff to get into later on. All right, everyone. So when we come back, we'll jump into the governor's race. And what does this polling mean? Even though we are 13 months out, but really the primary is March 5th. The primary is March 5th, and that's when you will decide who is going to be representing the Republicans in the gubernatorial race in North Carolina. I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen, going up until 8 o'clock tonight. All right, so we just finished talking about the presidential North Carolina polling with the Civitas group. And like I said, their reputation is they would lean right. That's the reputation. Whether it's true or not, I don't know, but that's the reputation. And But if that is the case, that's that's not a bad thing in this particular polling because they only polled Republicans likely to vote. And they only asked the two questions about who are you most likely to vote for in the presidential race and who are you most likely to vote for in the lieutenant governor race. They did, you know, excuse me, not the lieutenant governor, but the governor race. They also asked about the lieutenant governor and a couple others. We'll get into that. Not a lot of news in either one of those. But we did about the presidential where Trump had 51.8% of the the poll uh, that said that they would vote for Trump in North Carolina. And then you had 12% Ron DeSantis, 11.5 undecided, 10.4 Nikki Haley, 5.2 Ramaswamy, 3.7 Chris Christie, 2.9 Mike Pence, 2.0 Tim Scott, and 0.5 Asa Hutchinson. Okay. Now, let's talk about the gubernatorial race. The primary is going to be held in March. And the question was this. If the Republican primary election for governor was held today and you had to make a choice, who would you vote for out of the following options? Far and away, number one is Mark Robinson, 48.6%. 
But unlike the situation with presidency, where only 11.5% of the likely voters, Republican voters, said they were undecided who they would vote for as president, 41.2% of North Carolinian likely voters in the Republican for the primary said they were undecided. 41.2%. Mark Robinson's lead has been slowly but surely decreasing every single month. And while the 41.2% surprises me some, what surprises me even more is how far back candidates two and three are. Now, there are five candidates as a whole. Two don't matter because they're both getting less than 1%. Andy Wells is getting 0.7%. And Jesse Thomas, who I had the pleasure of meeting as well as Andy, and Jesse Thomas is a very, very bright dude. He's at 0.5%. So, coming in at number two, current North Carolina treasurer, Dale Falwell, friend of the show, at 4.9%. And at 4.1%, Mark Walker coming in third. Now, it surprises me because I know Mark Robinson's own polling, at least according to Mark Walker, had Mark Walker at around 12%, because each candidate does their own internal internal polling. And the night that Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton, the people least surprised were the people in the Trump camp, because all their polling data showed that Trump was going to win. So Dale Falwell at 4.9%. He's basically 43%, 43 43.5% behind Mark Robinson. Now, like I said, there a lot can happen between now and March 5th. A lot can happen between now and March 5th. And a lot can happen between you when you officially have to file to run for governor, which I believe is in December, this upcoming December. The Dale Falwell thing is interesting because everything I had been seeing was that he was in third place. Well, now he's in second place, even though he's a Grand Canyon away from Mark Robinson. And basically, he wouldn't even win, if my math is correct, if he got every single undecided vote. Every single one. 41.2 plus 5, I mean, yeah. 41.2 plus 4.9. So he would still, if every single vote from the undecided went to Dale Falwell, he would still come up short. But again, things can happen between now and then. They always seem to do. Something always seems to come up. Somebody always seems to step in it. Somebody's past always seems to come to the forefront. Also, it should be noted Dale Falwell's campaign manager, former Mecklenburg County Chairman Sarah Reedy Jones, resigned her post as his campaign campaign chairman, chairperson, I should say. Don't want to get in trouble. So, and when she left, she went out a little bit of guns a blazing. For those that don't know. I resigned as the campaign manager for a statewide race effective October 1st. 
I wish the candidate well. He even offered to be a reference. But needed to be but needed to part ways as I run my races to win. So she's saying the former campaign manager of Dale Falwell, he's not running his races to win. Seems a little surprising that she would state that publicly. Not sure why she felt the need, but hey, she threw him under the bus and everyone saw it. And here he is in second place. And it didn't matter who you had as a campaign manager. It was always going to be exceptionally difficult for Falwell and Mark Walker to catch Mark Robinson. And even if one of them drops out of the race, let's say Mark Walker hypothetically drops out of the race because he's going to run for Congress. Well, and all of his supporters still go to Dale Falwell. It's going to be almost still nearly impossible to catch Mark Robinson unless something very dramatic happens to Mark Robinson and his campaign. It's, it's, this is all like we're not even into officially campaigns. We are campaigning, but they haven't even officially filed for governor yet. So it's all very interesting. All very, very interesting. <laughs> Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen, going up until 8 o'clock. 704-570-1110. And guys, make sure you follow me on Twitter, slash X, at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest in breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. Um, last night, I saw on Twitter that arrest warrants had been issued for Miles Bridges, Charlotte Hornets star basketball player. He was set to make about $125 million a year. And then he got in trouble a year ago for assaulting the mother of his children. And pretty violently. And then he was convicted on felony domestic violence charges in Los Angeles. But by agreeing to plead guilty, he avoided jail time and was given three years probation. 52 weeks of mandatory domestic violence counseling and 52 weeks of mandatory parental teaching classes, parental classes. And there were under certain conditions, like he had to stay away a hundred yards, hundred yards away from like his, you know, the mother of his child and all that. So last night we hear that he's, uh, an arrest warrant's been issued for him. And I started thinking, okay, is this going to be L.A.? Is this going to be Mecklenburg County? Like, what are we talking about? Well, it turns out it's Mecklenburg County. It's Charlotte. Because according to a criminal summons, Miles Bridges is accused of, on Tuesday, during the exchange, the child custody exchange, with his ex, the one that filed the charges, the one that is the reason why he's serving, well, I mean, she came forward and talked about it. I mean, he's the reason, but she's the one who came forward and exposed it. He's serving a 30-game suspension from the Charlotte Hornets right now. And the season starts October 25th with a home game against the Atlanta Hawks. 
So in the midst of doing a, a child exchange, a custody exchange, something happened, words were exchanged, things got heated, whatever. Next thing you know, according to the summons, Miles Bridges is firing and throwing pool table balls, cue balls, at her car, denting the car, smashing out the front windshield while the children are inside the car. Also, according to these criminal summons, he allegedly told her, if you call the police, I will take everything you have and you'll never get a dime of child support. Now, she's probably getting, my guess would be, Somewhere around fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars a month in child support, maybe twenty-five thousand, but it's two children, so maybe fifty thousand in an NBA player. Well, he's partly right in what he said that she'll never get the child support. Because if he's found guilty, old Miles might end up in jail in the pokey in Los Angeles. And you don't think the NBA is gonna throw more suspensions on him? The morality clause? He's already serving a 30-game suspension, which some people thought was very light, but he missed a full year. So I think I think I said, um, so he basically missed a full year. So they more or less counted that. Sort of like the Deshaun Watson thing. Well, we're only technically going to suspend you six days, six games, even though you missed the whole year of the previous year. So he was charged with misdemeanor. Child endangerment, child abuse because the children are in the car while he's throwing cue balls. Damage to physical property, which was her car. Smashing out windshields and pushing in dents. And then he was also charged with violating the domestic violence uh, summons that was, or the probation that was given to him from an L.A. judge. The head coach, Steve Clifford, met with the media. So they do things differently in baseball and basketball than they do football. Baseball and basketball, you can actually talk to the players and managers before the game starts. You can actually talk to them before the game starts. Like 45 minutes before game time, you can go in the locker room and talk to them. As opposed to having to wait until after the game like in football. So at least this is professional sports, not college. College is different. College is different. So in the pre-game media address, Hornets coach Steve Clifford would not address or did not address the Miles Bridges situation. So I like to play devil's advocate on a couple of things. Did she do the right thing by turning in Miles Bridges, if all this is true, yes, because it shows that he's still volatile and that the counseling's not working. And once again, he allegedly did this in front of their children like he did the first time, where she was beaten, to, like just brutally beaten. But you also have to think, if he didn't touch you and he just threw things at your car, Whatever he's getting paid, I think it's $6 million a year, $8 million a year. I think that's what it is, $6 million a year. 
I think is what Bridges had to sign for instead of the $25 million a year that he was going to get before the original incident in Los Angeles took place. I think he's getting $6 million a year. I think that was his contract. Almost $8 million. Thanks. So let's just say $8 million a year. In North Carolina, if that's where they both reside and that's where the kids were born, then I think it's around 17% is what child support is. Well, what's 17% of nothing? That'd be zero. Because he's going to be, if all this is true, could easily end up in the jail in Los Angeles, as well as never stepping foot on an NBA court ever again. Because they gave him one more chance. So, somebody actually, a, a woman actually said this to me today. If he didn't hit her, and all he did was do damage to her car, wouldn't she be better off by not saying anything financially? And the answer is yes. She'd be far better off not saying anything financially. Because I don't know how much money he still has off his rookie contract, but they're not making a lot of money off of that. Hardly, very little money off of that. Comparatively speaking to professional athletes. Now he was going to get $8 million a year, and had nothing ever happened, he was going to be getting $25 million a year. So if he's found guilty, he could end up going back to L.A., going to jail, even if it's for 30 days, 60 days, six months, whatever. But the NBA will be like, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya. Nice knowing you, Miles Bridges. Nice knowing you. Now what are you going to do? So, a horrible situation, obviously, for all parties concerned. And if the woman's not the least bit concerned about money, then she 100% did the right thing. If she got into this in the first place because of money, well, then she just shortchanged herself. But only the people that only concern themselves with money would think that way. The people who want justice and safety would do what she did and file the police report. And that's what she did. That's exactly what she did. So we'll see what happens with old Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges. And I'm wondering how long it is before he has to go back to L.A. That's the big question. And face the people there. Because he's on three years probation. Interesting stuff. All right, everyone, I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen. A few more, few more minutes here going up until 8 o'clock, 704-570-1110. And 
1-800-WBT-1110. So I was just doing some quick looking up. I said I thought the average was 17% in North Carolina, um, 17% of someone's pay income, gross. And by the way, it's their gross, not their net. 19.2%. So doing some quick calculations, and roughly the mother would make somewhere between thirty-five dollars and $40,000 a year in child support, um, maybe a little bit more just because it's two children as opposed to one. But 19.2% of $8 million per month is somewhere around $35,000 a month. And you know what? She was like, don't care. Don't care. This is what's coming out. And I feel threatened and I feel violent or violated. And it doesn't matter if I am going to lose $35,000 a month potentially in income. Maybe more. Maybe more. Uh, let's go to the phones. And we bring in uh, Matt. Thanks for calling, Matt. I appreciate it, bud. Brett, as usual, great show, man. Listen to you every day. I'm going to make a quick point because I know you're, uh, you're, you're coming up against time here. Um, as far as this situation with this NBA player throwing these cue balls at a car with children in it. I'm six foot tall and I'm 190 pounds. When I was 30 years old, I could throw a baseball around 80 miles an hour. This is a professional athlete. I'm guessing he's a good bit bigger and stronger than I am. Can you imagine the velocity that something the size of a baseball that's made out of solid marble, what the damage that could do to a couple of children inside of a car, and then you combine that with the fact that the man is angry, which makes him probably 40 or 50% stronger than he normally is, I think he should be charged with a lot more than what he's being charged with. And with that, sir, I love your show, and I'll take your comments off the air. Hey, always a pleasure, man. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it, sir. So Miles Bridges is six foot seven, two hundred twenty-five pounds, and I don't know the answer to this. I don't, but it's the only thing I could think of. The drop-off had to have happened in my brain, either at Miles Bridges' house or the house of his girlfriend, who was also there screaming and yelling at his ex-girlfriend. Why? Why else? Why would you say that, Brett? Where else are you going to get pool ball tables? Or excuse me, pool table balls. Where are you going to get those? Where else are you getting cue cue balls? I don't keep them. I mean, like you're not going to have them in your. You're not going to have them right. You're not going to have them in your trunk. You're not going to have them in your pocket, your glove compartment. So I just thought it was like, was was she dropping them off at his house? And he went inside and grabbed them and just started firing them? Or did he have them in his hands because maybe something happened and she was late and he was not happy and started like going to town? Like, I don't know. I don't know. But there's a lot of just like weird things like that. Like, where are you getting those from? And of all things, why are you doing that? So you're throwing them at the front windshield allegedly, and smashing it out, according to the criminal summons. It actually said the term smashed out windshield. It actually said that in the police document. Smashed out windshield with dents all over the car. I don't, like, honestly, that was the, when I heard it was cue balls, balls from a pool table, that was the first thing I went, it's like, where are you getting that? I was like, well, and then I was like, well, where are you going to get them? His house or her house? His girlfriend's house. Like, where else are you getting them? Unless he's doing a meet and greet and a drop-off at a pool hall. Like, where else are you doing it?
So really, really just bad stuff. And you're right. I mean, the the adrenaline that's going to kick in, the anger that's going to kick in, six foot seven, 225 pounds. And he is pretty much all muscle. There's not a lot of fat on that body. It's He's pretty lean, and he's really well built. And he's exceptionally athletic. He's not, like, lumbering and clumsy. He is exceptionally athletic. So, I don't know, like I said, just it's a horrible situation. We'll see if the Hornets or... Um, Steve Clifford addressed the situation or Mitch Kupchak or somebody addresses it afterwards. The Hornets put out a statement earlier saying they were aware of the situation and they were looking into it. Okay. Well, I don't know how much you got to look into. Like, go take a look at her car. Like, 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 like there's not, there's, I mean, there's not going to be a lot to look into. Go take a look at her car. All right. Hey, Miles, how'd her car get this way? Okay. All right. So, anyways. Um, anyways. Uh, well, see, somebody just sent me a message and said 8 million times 19.2 equals 1.5 million divided by 12. And I thought it was that annually. So, what I, all right. It was 128,000. Apparently, my math is all jacked up. So, maybe 128,000. So, so 128, okay, let's, so let's just say the math is right. If the math is correct, and it's actually $128,000 per month, that's, and she stands to make $1.5 per year, and she was not physically harmed, all these charges are misdemeanors, by the way. Misdemeanor child abuse, misdemeanor uh, violating the domestic violence, and misdemeanor uh, destruction of property. $1.5 million is what she's potentially giving up and probably is going to give up. Because, if it's, again, if he's found guilty, even if he doesn't go to jail and has to in violations of his probation in Los Angeles, you don't think the NBA is going to suspend him even more? They might suspend him a full year. Maybe more. They may like say, you know what? You're one year, two years, I don't know. Maybe since he didn't actually hit her this time, it won't be a full year. Maybe. But maybe it will. So it's a lot of money to be giving up. And a lot of women will commend her. And there are a lot of women who are going to say that she's not very bright because she was not harmed. You know what? Considering what happened the last time when she was in L.A., when she got the full beat out of her, and it was some of the most awful pictures, go Google them. You'll be able to find them. You can maybe see why she did that. So she deserves a lot of credit for continuing to come forward despite having $1.5 million potentially in the bank account. All right, everyone. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow as we get ready to head into the weekend. I'm Brett Jensen, and you've been listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen. WBT Charlotte. WBT-FM. Chester. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.